0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface-level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian, two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life.
1: So buckle up and don't be shy. Because yep, we're We're going going there. there. Hello, Going There listeners. We are into the new year now, chugging right along. When we're recording this, it's before Christian had her baby. When you're hearing this, I always like after. you don't like when I give those contacts. I like it because it's like right yeah. now you're still pregnant. But when you all are listening to this,
0: her baby, yes. if it's would not here, born.
1: would have been born. Yeah.
0: It'd probably be like two weeks old yeah. at minimum. Yeah. At minimum. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Okay. So here we are. And it's the day after my birthday. Yes. We're Happy birthday, Christian. <laughs> 37. <laughs> okay. 32. But honestly, 32 is old.
1: It's. I mean, I know not. it's not. I you're know, offending but like, people that are listening okay. right now. 32 is
0: not old. You know, just when you think about yourself, though, that you're like, oh, what will my life look at 32? And I'm like, wow, that's crazy. I'm 32. I don't know. I don't think a lot like that. We're so different. You know, in that. I'm really reflective like that. And I'm yeah, just you like, are hmm, reflective, which interesting. Is a good interesting. No, it's just more of like, wow, I'm 32. Three little humans look up to me as like a mom. That's weird. Yeah. And I'm 32. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know? I think that sounds so young. It does sound so young to have three kids. Like, are you does kidding? Sound so young. A lot of people that we know, like, aren't dating, aren't married by yes. thirty. Well, and how
0: many times have we said that? We have heard from multiple people that like thirties are like the best decade. Oh yeah, and so I actually can't wait to be like thirty eight. Like, I feel like maybe prime years are like from 36 to 40.
1: Well, now we hear more people saying like, even the 40s are amazing when you have teenage kids. And then I look at like people in their 50s that are living full lives. Like any day that you have is such a blessing. Talk about being a a cynic. I know. That was such a good intro. We did not even plan that. We didn't plan it. Guys, we are talking about something today that has been like personally in Christian and I's life, just a conversation that gets brought up all the time. Of like, oh my gosh. I feel like that person is being so cynical, or like we mm-hmm. hear so much cynicism. And then one day I was like, we should really do an episode on that because I personally wanted to dig in and say, like, is that sinful? Is that actually wrong? More than just us, like I, we all have friends that it's like, oh, you're kind of the glass half full kind of person, or like you're very cynical. And so I'm like, glass half to empty. Would sorry, be the cynical sorry, person. yes, sorry. I okay. am definitely more a glass half full. And we all have our own like ways that we are bent towards how we see things in life, but. Then I started thinking like, actually, I think it's going against some of how God wants us to live when we're constantly cynical about the world around us.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting topic. Again, perfect for going there in a conversation here because you and I have personally really kind of had to, I don't know, wade through the weeds in this one because we're like, life is hard. This Mm -hmm. world is really messy. Um, People are broken. People are mean. Life is just like difficult and hard circumstances come up all the time. All of those are real things. And so I think when people are complaining or constantly just like bah about whatever it may be, you're kind of like, yeah, that's valid. Right. But then also, okay, you have to hold that in one hand. And then the other side is we're Christians. Yeah. And we have the hope of Jesus. And that... When you just said, we're Christians, it's that real Christians. going around yeah. right It's like, we're, we're Christians. Girls. Yeah. Like,
1: we, you know we're gonna Honestly, have our water so family
0: with us at all times. I hate those reels. I hate them. I saw one the other day that was like, I'm a working mom.
1: And I literally was like... We're working moms. You yeah. know we're gonna be dragging our kids into daycare at the very last minute with snotty noses. <laughs>
0: You. <laughs> that is me. Okay, we're stay-at-home
1: anyways. moms. You know, we're not going to put a bra on
0: or get dressed until three p.m. Wow, you've listened to way too many of those. I'm like, how do you know? I those? made those up off the
1: top of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. We could do okay. one for us, but anyway, we're Christians. Yeah, we
0: have the hope of Jesus. No, okay, but for real, we do In have the whatever hope of we're, Je- we're facing. <laughs> Okay, that was actually pretty good. That was good. I was on a tangent, though. Okay, yeah. So, on one hand, you have the reality of life is hard Mm -hmm. and these things are sad and these, like, the world is broken. This person's hurtful. Then, really, though, we are Christians. We do have the hope of Jesus. We do get to live a life that is full of a different perspective because we are living in a bigger story of the gospel. Right. And so, how do those things marry? What does that look like to live in the reality of the brokenness, but also? is cynical being sinful? Is it bad to be like constantly saying, oh, I don't believe that. Or eh, I'm questioning that. Right. Or like, how are we supposed to wait through that? Yeah, so I think it's actually I'm really excited for the conversation.
1: Well, and I think it's a good distinction too to say, like, our emotions are real. I know the crossings. i um, counseling podcast that I think we've mentioned it we with, had you in the Rush, weeds. with you in the weeds. My small group is actually doing their curriculum of they're doing a series on emotions and kind of talking through like And I know Jenny Allen is coming out with a book on emotions and like why it's okay to feel emotions that I think she said on a promo video that I saw recently on Instagram, she said that our emotions are actually given to us as a gift to signal what's going on inside, like deeper down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so valid, but it's just that. It has to be treated as a signal and not as this way of living in it. And so I think the distinction is like, yes, it's okay to like feel real emotional feelings. Christian and I have both been through things that like definitely bring that out but then this idea of cynicism i wrote down the definition it's and you said it too it's believing that people are motivated purely by self-interest or a distrust in human sincerity or integrity and so i think when i think about a person who's just always like down or a complainer yes sometimes the two go hand in hand but then i'm thinking about separate people i know that just like always want to question the world people around them don't really have like trust in anything in the world mm-hmm. and i think that's tricky too because there is this validity to like are you kidding me like my mom texting me sorry mom i love you so much texting me like random things that she sees on like facebook or reels and she'd be like is that true and i'm like mom no that's like an internet like hoaxy type thing or that's not valid or that's fake news mm-hmm. it's like there's literally a term now for fake news And so, yes, there's a certain extent that we need to question things out there. But what happens when that trickles down into being cynical about people around you and Mm -hmm. people in your church and people in your community and people that God's called you to love? Like,
0: what happens when that trickles into those fears? And a place I want to go in this conversation is to also talk about what cynicism does in the body of believers when we are cynical towards other believers, because that right there, my friend, that's a large problem. I read this awesome article, which I will share in the show notes and make sure just to give credit. But it was from Desiring God, which is a blog put on by Timothy Keller. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing resource. They have a bunch of awesome articles. But one of the things after I looked at the in peace. yes, and but an amazing resource. But one of the articles was all about cynicism. And it was actually I think it was titled. The, I read that one, too. Yes, it was amazing. But one of the definitions in there, I just wanted to read it because off of the dictionary definition of cynicism. This is what it said. Modern cynicism is a distrust toward professed ethical and social values, especially when they are high expectations concerning society, institutions, and authorities that are unfulfilled. It can manifest itself as a result of frustration, disillusionment, and a distrust perceived as owning to organizations, authorities, and other aspects of society. Which I thought was really good because I think there's this difference between cynicism and being a pessimist or being pessimistic towards things. So cynicism is very much so a distrust in a group or society of people thinking that, again, going back to the original definition, that it only is an issue of like self-interest that people Mm -hmm. really, no one can be ever out for the good of a whole person or a whole group of people. Really. Everyone only cares about themselves. Thinking the worst of any situation, person or thing, organization people. Yes. And so I think that's what we kind of have to piece apart a little bit because I do think it's easy to get caught up in like, so are you saying Christian and Samantha that we can never be negative or we can never question anything or we can never think, poorly about something or someone. Well, no, there's a reality of like people are broken, that this is the world, that we should be people to use wisdom and discernment. But when does this idea of never being able to trust or think the best of someone or be able to just put rightly in the place of saying, hey, you're broken, but I can still move forward in love. When did those things actually then become sin to say, no, you're walking around with a very cynical idea of everything?
1: Yeah, and I think it comes to play in our culture more than ever because we do need to have this distrust, like I was mentioning, of media or people want to say the government or now it's trickled into like this distrust people have of the church. And I think it's almost become the cool way to be in certain theological or I think Mm -hmm. of like very intellectual or academic Mm -hmm. spheres of like you're almost thought of as like aloof or just kind of like, What's the word I'm looking for? Not like uneducated, uneducated, or like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, where you trust everything naive, naive, like you're kind of being naive if you actually think that like, did you not realize the person that funded this group is so like, I mean, these are conversations I've been in recently of like, where everything you say, it's kind of like. I am te- definitely a person that I'm like, you know what? I give people all the trust in the world, not maybe someone I just meet on the street, but like if I have any kind of relationship or even the high V worker, like I'm tr- gonna give her the trust to like check out my groceries, not overcharge me, not do something weird, unless I have a reason to not trust her. And where I think that's flipped, and that's kind of the definition of cynicism, is people automatically assume that there's something to not trust about whatever it is. And so then they live out of that versus living out of the
0: opposite. Mm -hmm. And I
1: do think people that are really trusting get a weird, oh, you're just like naive and dumb.
0: Well, and I think one thing that our local church speaks to a lot, which I really appreciate, is because the reality of it is we learned a lot about this last year in a few resources that we read as a staff team. But the reality of it is in a world where there is a lot of contradicting information out there because of social media, because of the access that we have to things, there is a valid way to go about, like, how do I weed through all of what's happening here online or in conversation? And how do I come to an educated decision about yeah. something? So in that is, like, I think part of people who are faith, if you call yourself a person of faith, I think there has been a longstanding thing of, like, you have to be dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, I will hear that even from good family members of mine, where certain people will say, like you're just kind of an idiot. You know, if you believe in God, like you're just kind of an idiot. Like you obviously just not thought through that at all. right? And I think our local church does a really good job of saying, no, we actually, it is our duty to be trained up and to have wisdom of what is true. And then as we move throughout this world that is ever-changing and ever-evolving, it is our job as Christians to then also become educated in those new things or just like new ways of thinking about things or, Hey, let's take this new situation in our world and compare this to the Bible. And how would Jesus Mm -hmm. respond to this? And so I do think it's kind of combating a little bit of this idea that like faithful people have always been assumed to be illiterate or uneducated. And that's actually quite the opposite of now where our culture is now that a lot of people of faith are actually very highly educated and have looked into that But we're still kind of like weeding through how to find wisdom in those things of confusion. So all that makes sense. Yeah. So
1: kind of jumping into like the question we're asking, like, is this sinful? I think I got to the conclusion and I want to hear yours, too. That it doesn't mean like if you have a cynical thought, like, I don't think that it's innately sinful, but where I think the sin part of it comes in is that cynicism, in my opinion, if you peel it back, it usually has the root of some sinful things. And ultimately, I think the root of it is this like pride that's there of thinking mm-hmm. like, I can't trust anything or anyone because how I think and feel is and, superior and know is superior. Mm-hmm. And so... When I think about people that seem really cynical about life and about everything, I actually when I read that about like the pride piece, I was like, whoa, I actually see that. They are typically very prideful people who almost think that their ideas are so esteemed and so good that any opposing or anyone else's ideas in general just like couldn't be possibly
0: real. Mm -hmm. It couldn't be. They're not mine. You Don't know? you just hate, though, when a, like, a issue like this comes down to then pride? I'm like, yes, dang it. it's all
1: pride. Dang it's it. It's all pride.
0: Another thing tied up in my pride. Because really, when you honestly piece apart cynicism, like you're saying, if you think about, I mean, it's easy to think about other people who are cynical, oh, but yeah. we're all cynical. We are. So yeah. when I think about my most cynical thoughts of when it is exactly that, that I am thinking I'm superior, I for sure know better than this person, mm-hmm. I kind of am like, wow, you're dumb. I mean, I just can't really believe it. And ultimately, then I am trusting in myself more than God. Yes. Number one, I am not loving that person. Well, Mm -hmm. number two, that's another sin. And number three is like, I am not actually being hopeful in a God that has called me to be hopeful in a broken world. Right. Those three things right there in my one action of being cynical, I'm actually like tearing apart really like three major pillars of who Jesus has called us to be in this world,
1: yeah, and those aspects all come from first Corinthians three thirteen, first Thessalonians one, two through three, and Colossians one three through six that talks about the sinful roots of cynicism could be that you're not fully putting faith in Jesus, having not love for everyone around, and not having that hope for the return, as Christian was saying. And so, I mean, I think there's biblical grounds to say, like, yeah, that can breed if it has one of those root causes, which we're saying it does then that can breed this like sinful pattern, I think, in the way that we know sin just starts to snowball and snowball. I know mm-hmm. that to be true in my own life and heart. And so I think it's one of those easy, you know, we've done episodes and like a series before on respectable sins. that's for sure something that like when someone's constantly being cynical, I'm not like, you're sinning all over the place. Mm-hmm. But if we actually want to be real about attacking our sin and like looking at the ways it could be affecting us more than we realize. We could dig in and see that that's probably going to continue to be prevalent and grow. And like that can be a thing that the devil would really like take a hold of and want to wreak havoc in your life if Mm -hmm. you let that continue. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So let's just like piece apart some of those things. So if we're saying, yes, being cynical is a sin because of these three things, going to that first one, that if we are being cynical, then we are lacking faith in Jesus first and foremost, because most likely in that cynicism, we are looking to ourselves or to another person or broken thing as superior Mm -hmm. to what maybe the Bible says or what Jesus preaches himself. Right. And I think when you look at that, it's really easy to do because I think you look at a world of just brokenness, hatred, war, sadness, all these terrible things. And you think, how can this actually be a world of hope? Like, hope what? Like, you're kind of just like, that makes no sense. How would I ever think that that could be true. So surely it's not. And surely how I think is right. Right. And ultimately it's not that we have to be people to say, no, God, you do have a purpose. You do have a plan that ultimately your kingdom will come here. And right now it is not as you wanted to be that humans made it broken. Humans made it full of sin. But Lord, like I'm going to put my faith that you are working in all things for my good. You are working all things for the Good in the glory of your name. Yep, and we have to be people who turn to that perspective rather than sitting in that. Yes,
1: I think it can breed so many other things. In that article, I saw some things listed about like hopeless worldviews, imbalanced teaching, unrealistic self perceptions. That's kind of that big one with pride. We're talking about like where we kind of think our thoughts are just so much greater unconfessed sin, you might start to think like, okay, everyone sins that like way. That's Mm -hmm. not really like that big of a deal. I think we can just convince ourselves through this view of cynicism or burdensome leadership where you kind of start thinking like, I'm the only one who like wants to do what's right and is leading well. And this is all on me. Inflated expectations, all kinds of just like worldliness that comes into that. And I think then we have to be left with like, well, okay, I am myself a cynical person. Like, I actually tend to like not think cynically. I'm more of the like, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But if you're sitting here listening, you're like, wow, I really struggle with this. What do I do to fight that? Because like Christian saying, that doesn't take away like we see what's going on right now in Israel and Palestine. And it's like, yeah, I don't know who to trust even with the news. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, even in my personal life, you're thinking of like, well, I've had people who I really trusted who were leading me and mentoring me and I looked up to that have led me astray. Like, I am a cynic now. Like, I don't want to trust anyone. It's like, how do I fight that? And I think you can go right back to the ways that it's rooted in sin and do the opposite. So you can increase your faith in God, can increase your love for others, and you can increase your hope for his return. And that all happens through... Here we go again. New year, like saying the same For old real, things. Knowing Jesus better daily, reading mm-hmm. scripture. When you read the Bible, it turns your heart to see the good that is in the world and the hope that we have in Jesus in all the ways that their world was just as messed up as our world. Mm-hmm. And we can still hope in our risen King. And so it changes everything about your perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: One thing I loved when prepping for this episode, again, always love it. We'll always come back to reading the Bible and making sure that you are doing that for yourself so that you know and are so confident in the character of God that nothing honestly in this world should really surprise us. I think when I was prepping for this episode and just really like thinking through like, okay, where do I see this in my life? I was thinking through when I am most cynical myself or I'm involved in cynical conversations. It is this kind of like just like, woe is us. This is just so disastrous. We can trust no one and nothing. And I just thought to myself, wow, like I was finishing up my Bible reading right before prepping for this episode and just in a bunch of verses of just like terrible war and hatred. I mean, Judas is like going off and hanging himself after betraying Jesus. And I'm like, wow, you know, like again, a reminder of like our world is no different today than it was when Jesus was walking this earth, that he is known all along that our world will be like this. And so one of my favorite parts of that article that we're referring to was the imbalanced teaching part, that when you are someone who can read the Bible in its entirety and mm-hmm. actually understand all of the stories within it and how they all play across the New Testament, and Old Testament, that there's actually this richness of familiarity that comes with like okay, I can trust in God and I can see the good in the world because I can see God at work here in the Bible. And it was really messy and really messed up. And people are really mean and awful. But I feel all those things about our world today in 2024. And so that gives me hope that God is constant. The only constant thing is God's character and is the person I can trust in. And so I think that was just really like eye opening to me that like, Yes, you and I are passionate about people reading the Bible for many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is because I want people to not only feel joy and encouragement and hope from the Bible... But I also want them to see God's justice and I want them to see God's wrath and I want them to see his hatred of sin and brokenness in our world. And I think sometimes we look at our faith like we only want one of those things. And I think when I think about cynical people or cynical things in my life, I'm like, wow, I had skewed expectations of what that was going to be, that I Mm -hmm. thought it would be all rainbows and butterflies. I thought because I love Jesus, my life would be perfect and I wouldn't have any hardship. And it's like, no, I know that's not true. And so then when my cynical side comes out. I expected something different than actually what's true, but I don't know what's true unless I'm reading my Bible.
1: Yeah. The last thing I'll say as we wrap up, when you might, you're listening to this and you might think, well, am I cynical or am I just really like questioning the world? I was thinking about like a cynical person probably doesn't see much of the good in life. And so if you're someone that laughs at the person that's like, wow, isn't it just like a beautiful day today? Like, thank the Lord for this beautiful weather or look at these beautiful fall leaves. Like that brings me this like joy and hope or wow, I can laugh and play with my kids and just have Mm. this sense of like peace. And yeah, all these things are supposed to point us to heaven and what that's gonna be like. And they're just gifts, I believe, and glimpses Mm -hmm. of like who we are gonna be made to be in heaven and when we're restored with Jesus. And so if you're someone that's like, I never have those thoughts, I never can look around my life and my world and see any good about it, then maybe you're someone that just only looks for the bad and sees, Mm -hmm. you know, Again, different from being pessimistic, but I do think the hand to go hand in hand, like if Mm -hmm. you're going to distrust and question everything, you're probably not going to see the good for much either. So Mm -hmm. that would be kind of for me a good question to ask yourself as we still are entering into this new year. Like, how can I be a person this year that looks for the good, that wants to trust and love others well a little bit more than I did the Mm -hmm. year before?
0: And again, doing that, not just because Christian Smith Samantha are on one about it right now, but because I wanted to end with Hebrews 3.12. And then it's also picking up Hebrews 12.15. It says, Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. See to it that no one falls to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. And so in that, let's take hope that we can be brothers and sisters in Christ saying, hey, let's rid ourselves of any bitterness in our lives so that we can be people who point people to faith in Jesus, that we have the hope of the world to come and that we can love all people because God created all people. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at going there, the podcast.
1: And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you
0: soon.